On today's show, KB and I discuss and spoil the first three episodes of WandaVision, now streaming on Disney+. After giving our thoughts and opinions on where we think the show is going and its homage to classic television sitcom, we then discuss the breaking news of the WWE Network going over to Peacock. So join us, will you? As we wrestle with WandaVision on Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull. You have failed this city. Torpentine. Winter is coming. Finish Fatality. 4041media.com is your one-stop shop for fresh, locally sourced media. In addition to the Free Your Geek podcast, there are a number of informative and entertaining podcasts that you can find at 4041media.com. If you're into movies, check out Movie Theater Time Machine. The cast of Nick, Kaz, Dan, and Jocelyn take a trip through movie history. And if you're more into the murder, mystery, and motive, check out the Psych Your Crime podcast. Host Nicole Mann takes a deep dive into both the how and why people do the terrible things they do. Want to exercise your body and your mind? Join Nick Tabor on Honest Fit Talk with your trainer, Nick, as he dispels myths, misinformation, and other hurdles to work on your physical and mental health in a safe manner. And do you like sports? How about sports history? Then come on in, sit down for a bit, and let Brian tell you some of the history of the New York Yankees on the historic Pinstripes podcast. And if you're more into the mystical side of life, then join Haley and sometimes Jelly, for some tarot card readings and occasional shenanigans on the Moon Tribe Tarot YouTube page. Are you more of a video gamer? Well, 4041 Media is home to a number of different Twitch streamers. Check out Mr. Bojangles1984 as he grinds his way to becoming a professional streamer. Spoiler warning, he's already pretty damn good at it. Gizmo508 is all about low-key game streaming. And Reclesis is on his quest for a world record or several on speedrun. And you can also hang out with former guest and occasional co-host of the show, ex-Ms. Black Mamba, as she enters the war zone in Call of Duty. And 4041 Media is growing with more content being added all the time. To listen or watch any of these aforementioned shows, head over to 4041media.com. That's 4041media.com. 4041 Media, fresh, locally sourced media. And welcome to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free, and with me is my illustrious co-host. In the WandaVision, 
and the one division. So uh, for those that are listening to the audio podcast, we are trying to get back into doing a little bit more video. And if you're watching this video on Facebook or YouTube, this is pre-recorded. We are not streaming live, but we wanted to try to get back into a, uh, you know, especially for this episode, I guess, right. We're going to be talking. So uh, yeah, let's, let's kind of like get right into the crux of things. Um, Disney plus new series uh, dropped the first uh, three episodes have happened already. As of this recording, Mm -hmm. Uh, it is a Disney plus series in the MCU called WandaVision. And for those watching the video, KB has a filter of a old school, like 1960s television, which is perfect for the background that he has there because he has the, one of the promo shots of Wanda and vision aptly entitled from the TV series wonder wandavision like so it's a play on wonder vision i kind of like that um <laughs> so we're going to go into some spoilers right now we're going to be talking spoiling at least the first two episodes possibly the third probably the third you know what i like though even spoiling the two the first two episodes i feel like you don't give away all that much well we still don't so yeah we don't even know what's going on as of yeah. the third episode so, so yeah it's, nothing 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 mind-blowing right <laughs> So KB is in his KB cave surrounded by his 1960s television set and uh, a promo pick from WandaVision. And I'm here in the, I don't even know what I, I can't call it the J free cave. Uh, the, I don't know. We're gonna have to come up with something, but uh, yeah, for those that are watching the video, I just have a, a green screen, which I'm projecting the free your geek logo on. Uh, you can see kind of my shelf over to the right, but for people listening to audio, you don't care about any of this. So let's get into the specifics of WandaVision. So KB, uh, off the off the riff, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, the first two episodes, they dropped episodes one and two a few Fridays ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of knew from the, the uh, trailers and whatnot, this was going to be kind of set like almost an old sitcom-y type of thing. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't think the sitcom-y thing is going to last the whole time, though. I think that's probably only maybe like the first half of the season the way it's going now because it I seems agree. like they're, it seems like they're jumping time periods and i feel like this was a good way for disney to get people to watch to re- people who don't know the characters or maybe aren't even familiar with the movies like to kind of pick this up and watch it which is really good um i i love the old black and white like 50s 60s it seems like now you know kind of ep- around episode three i think that's where they like hit the 70s basically and it just i love how it jumps and then it's like they live in like different houses and like yet the neighbors are still the same. Like, it's just very, very um, TV landish. Right. So what I was going to say right. for me, it reminds me uh, for, you know, anyone that uh, grew up in the eighties or nineties uh, watch television with their parents, mm-hmm. very much a bewitched type of yep. feel at first, like a bewitched, um, you know, uh, what's I can't, yeah. Bewitched was the one with the Agnes, the nosy neighbor yep. that was coming in. Um, I dream of genie, uh, just different like tropes there. I think, uh, I love Lucy, uh, bewitched. And then as you pointed out, KB, uh, around the third episode, it, like both the first episodes, first and second had hints of color, yeah. but it was all black and white, but there was like little things for lack of better term bleeding into this world. And then, uh, episode three goes into color. I think either halfway through or toward the end. Uh, I can't remember now, but it, it's yeah. going to start to feel more like a Brady Bunch 
type of uh, genre now uh, or taking issues from that. So my personal feeling, I agree with you. I feel like time is speeding up pretty fast. And uh, I think sooner or later, we're going to get into the 90s. And I can't wait for the 90s sitcom because if they do a spoof of Full House, I am going to lose my mind because I think it's going to be so meta with Elizabeth Olsen playing the role of yeah, Michelle. That, that would be that would be brilliant. But you're skipping over the 80s, dude. Well, well I know, but I'm saying I'm, I'm just <laughs> trying to I'm trying to predict uh, moving forward into the future of where this series is going. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk about the first two episodes first. Um, and just just the initial let's start with the initial episode where we see Wanda envisioned newlyweds. Mm-hmm. They don't know necessarily when they got married, what their anniversary date was. That was the interesting thing in that episode. Yes. And then, of course, uh, they have something on the calendar, the shape of a heart for today. And in classic sitcom tropes, uh, Wanda believes it's her anniversary where Vision finds out later on while he's at work doing something that he doesn't even know what the company does, which is also very interesting, that the heart is actually for Mr. Hart. His boss is coming over for dinner. And again, they, they kind of like merge that that classic sitcom like scenario, the thing that would happen, the boss coming over, big misunderstanding, and they kind of use it with the Marvel characters. The simplest scenario. Or, yeah. or it's, it's a it's a callback, it's a throwback yeah. to the way those those sitcoms used to be, and and that's something you kind of brought up earlier, KB, when you talk about uh, as far as integrating a new audience and, and people that might not know too much about it. I'm reading a lot of people uh, online that are not liking the series because they want it to be more Marvel, where to mm. me, this is like this is like a great palate cleanser to go. I mean, we had Endgame. We had Spider-Man Far From Home. The same. We're waiting. Yeah. We're waiting on Black Widow. We know that's going to be action packed, but we know this is all setting up for Doctor Strange. Yeah, this is setting up for the next Doctor Strange movie. So for this feels like it's almost like a, a not a lull per se, but like a nice little break from the crazy action pack mm-hmm. scenes where this is more like uh, almost psychological in a way because yeah. something's going on. We don't know what yet we've been three episodes in and this is, I'm going to kind of bring it back to that episode. So Mr. Hart comes over for dinner and his wife played by uh, the mother. I can't think of the actress's name. I want to say it's uh, uh, jo- Joanna Rep. Or, uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 her last name is Rep. She played the mother on yeah. uh, that '70s show. Yeah. And for those that are watching um, on the video and not listening to the podcast, I'm actually going to look it up right now. Um, but I thought it was so funny. Uh, she's, she, she is awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, um, it's Deborah Joe Rupp. Deborah Deborah uh, Joe Rupp. That's yeah, and I, I just love I love the fun. fact that she actually played like a mother in the sixties, as opposed to a mother in the seventies, it was just kind of like old hat. And it was just, she, she, but she was the wife, the housewife coming over for Mr. Hart. And what I loved about that uh, episode is that Mr. Hart starts choking (laughs) and Mrs. Hart for lack of a better term, I don't know what her name was, but she's telling her husband, she goes, stop it, stop it. Almost like it's funny. Like he's choking. Mm -hmm. Then it starts getting a little bit more fanatical and she's looking at Wanda while she's saying, stop it. So is Wanda controlling what's happening in this world? What do you think? What, what are your thoughts on that? It's hard to say. I don't, I, I think to some degree, I think somebody's messing with her powers maybe a little bit or, or she's in some kind of mind dungeon or, you know, like we said that like the Dr. Strange movie is kind of sounding is, 
you know, this dive into, you know, some kind of insanity kind of thing. Um, so that's what I, what I, that's what I think. And what was interesting, and I didn't know if you were going to tell on this or, or talk about this, but when you mentioned the black and white scenes in, you know, it's mostly black and white in the first two episodes. Yeah, and the color starts bleeding in. And the, one of the times the color bleeded in was there was a helicopter that crashed, a little, a toy helicopter that crashed into the bushes. And when, um, when Scarlet Witch goes out to look at it, it's a helicopter and it's fine, but it has a little logo of sword on it. Right. And that was like my first clue of like, okay, sword is somehow involved in this. So what I think it is, is I, I don't think it's a prison in her mind. I think it's very much like, I don't know if you ever watched uh, the Truman show with mm-hmm. Jim Carrey, the movie. Yeah, something like that. Because we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. In episode three, Wanda actually casts out, what's her name? Geraldine, I think it is. The neighbor yep. that when, when things start falling apart, we see her fly through. No, we weren't talking about episode three. <laughs> I, I, well, I said spoilers. We're going to go through, but I'm saying we see that it's very much uh, almost like a virtual wall she gets thrown through, like a holographic wall. So I'm almost wondering if it's like a world that they created this dome and they're keeping her safe in there. I don't know. But then there's other other questions that arise. Is If that's another world, is that actually the vision? Did they bring vision back to life? Or just her head? Yeah. Or is it a figment of her imagination? And that's only time will tell. I mean... I don't know. I think it's going to be, so I want to touch upon a couple other things I really like about the series. Uh, I love the old school commercials they've put in for the first couple of them. Uh, The toaster by Stark Industries, which I guess is, and there's, there's tons of Easter eggs. We're not going to go in. Like I won't go too in depth. KB, if you want to. No, no, but, but there's a hydro one. I forget what it was. Well, I mean, no, but the first one is the toaster by Stark Industries. Everybody said that vision kind of looks like a toaster. And it, it look, if you look at the if you look at the toaster, it kind of looks a little bit like the vision with the eyes and the and the mouth and whatnot. Probably meant to look more like the Iron Man mask, wasn't it? Possibly, possibly. Yeah, they had a, a what was the other one? A Von Strucker watch for Baron yep. Von Strucker in the second episode. And the second episode is probably my favorite of the three so far. Yeah, just because we get to see Paul Bettany do like so many comedic things. He he's trying to play human. And he swallows a stick of gum yep. and it turns into a cartoon. Like it actually gunks up his system. So funny. Up, and he it's, he's playing drunk and it's so good. So good. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that's something, that's a side of him that we've never, you know, we've never gotten to see that side of his acting in any of these movies. So right. it, it's nice to see the, the versatility that he has, you know, cause he, he was, he was legitimately funny. I could see him being on a sitcom. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. He plays that very well for what they're trying to accomplish. I think moving to the future. Oh, could, could you had, imagine him as a? Can you imagine him as a Danny Tanner type character in full in a Full House segment? Oh, I, absolutely, absolutely. Be funny. Or, I, I swear to God, if they keep moving forward, so we'll we'll talk about episode two and episode three a little in a little bit. But um, I have to say. That I absolutely, if they do go that route where they go to the future and they do like they do 80s and they do the 90s, if there's not a you got it, dude, at some <laughs> point in time within that, I'm going, that's going to be the, the greatest thing. Or uh, how rude, something, something, from something yeah, something that, yeah, cut it out, you know, um, cut tons of tons of different things they could do. 
You were a Full um, House fan, weren't you? I was a huge. Well, that's that's dude. That's key demographic. Growing up, that's like perfect for me. Uh, I was in love with Stephanie Tanner, not Michelle Tanner, though. I think, um, but again, I think you're right. 80s and 90s. I wonder what they're gonna do. If they're gonna do like a Punky Brewster type of thing, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, the Facts of Life, or different strokes, different strokes, or what's the one with uh, Kirk Cameron? Growing Pains. I wonder if they're gonna do any of those types of uh, sitcoms or tropes. It's gonna be interesting to see where they go. But you're Jefferson. right. They could do the Jeffersons. <laughs> they could. They're moving on up. Um, but I think still that's, I think they're already past that time. I, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to go all the way through. No. I think something's going to drop in the last couple episodes, but um, yeah, going into episode two. So they do a talent show and uh, just watching the, the Wanda and the vision interaction where he's kind of all out of sorts and she's trying to cover it up. So you know, we have that that neighbor. I can't think of the neighbor's name off the top of my head, but she's uh, played by Catherine Hahn, who is hilarious. I loved her in Parks and Recreation. I loved her in Step Brothers. Uh, she was great in, in a lot of different movies. She's uh, comedically, she's fantastic. And she plays like the neighbor that kind of is like the girlfriend, uh, you know, of Wanda, like the, the best friend, the neighborly person. But we see in episode three, her and her husband both think that they, they know something's up. Mm-hmm. They know, so it's almost like again. This is why I'm thinking more along the lines of the Truman Show, that everybody that they interact with are in, and they know who Wanda is, and they're just playing along because they're taking part. Maybe they're all sort agents. Maybe I don't know what it is. Yeah, I I, I was thinking that at first, but then there was kind of some warnings in episode three, kind of, and it just did. That's when I kind of thought. Maybe there's more people trapped in whatever this is. Could be. Could you very know? well be. Um, it, it, it just seems like, yes, there's, there's definitely sword agents in there. And, and I got that feeling in that second episode when um, all the neighborhood wives have their little meeting about the talent show. Yeah. And I kind of got that feeling as it was like the one wife, I can't remember her name, but she was like the leader of the group. Oh, it's uh, so you would, you would, you've watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've watched most of it. Yeah, that's uh, Anya. That's um, oh Emma Emma Caulfield, uh, right. who played Anya on Buffy. So she plays like yeah the the Stepford wife or whatever you want to call it, like this perfect uh, you know wife. The organizer. everybody agrees with her. And then again, this is this is I'll say this uh, episode two. What kind of I'm actually trying to look up the uh, something from Ant Man and the Wasp right now because I wanted to get the uh, the cast here. But um, yeah, I think the. Uh, little mantra they were saying when they were putting together that fundraiser for the children for the children mm-hmm. the fact that i think that's what subconsciously created made wanda create her pregnancy because yeah. she's pregnant in uh, the end of episode two and uh she grows and the baby grows rather fast it's pretty much being delivered by the end of Very episode good. three <laughs> so i um yeah so I want to say, because I was looking up Ant-Man and the Wasp, Jimmy uh, Randall Park is going to be in WandaVision as well as um, Darcy from Thor. Okay. And I believe, uh, is it Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. They're all going to be part of this. So I'm okay. wondering, to your point, if they're in on it or there's more people trapped, uh, Randall Park played Special Agent Jimmy Woo, who was after Ant-Man. Yep. And he, so he's, you know, obviously an authority figure. 
um, special forces, whatever you want to call it, while Darcy is more of a scientist, you know, mm -hmm. a so I'm wondering if they're, they're all going to play parts where they know what's going on, but they are kind of like trying to fix whatever the issue is with Wanda. But then at the same time, now that's interesting. Captain Marvel movie. I remember saying it, that they're probably going to do something with this Monica Rimbo character. Right, because, well, which one was the, the, Monica's the daughter, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's the daughter, because now she'd be grown up at this point. Exactly. Um, no, I think it's going to be very, very, um, I'm curious to see where they go. Two other points I want to make. Um, one, I'm going to ask you, because I know you're more well-read in the comics, but what this reminded me of from the comics side of the house is she had twins. Mm -hmm. And if you, I don't know if you ever read, did you ever read Avengers Disassembled? No, I have, I have not. It's on my so, list. So I'll give you, I'll give you a spoiler alert. Uh, it's on my list, but it's okay. No, I'm saying for the listeners and the viewers that are watching. Okay. This, spoiler alert. Uh, basically, yeah, it goes to the fact that Wanda realizes the kids that she had with, I believe it was with Vision, if I'm not mistaken, were actually never real. And she conjured it up them herself and she goes crazy. And she like kills like a good number of Avengers. She kills Vision. She kills Hawkeye. She kills like four or five other uh, Avengers while she snaps. And then she gets taken by Magneto. And that's what leads into House of M mm. because he, he manipulates her to uh, bring back uh, or after she says no more mutants, like that's, that's what creates the whole House of M type of storyline. So I'm wondering if they're going to be doing something similar. Is that the way they're going to bring mutants into the fold? That's that every, I think everybody's been asking that question. Any Marvel fan has been asking that, that question is how, how do they bring them into the fold? And that that's a good possibility. What a good way to lead with Magneto. Or, right. Cause that's her father. Or maybe the fact is we talked about, but, but, but it wasn't technically her father right in ultron they they were just the twins i don't think we know who their family was i think it was just their mother i don't think that if i had recall i don't I, I don't remember i'd have to go back and but and the, the, so that leads to some other speculation that the mind stone which quote unquote gave them their powers maybe only unlocked it maybe they already had it within their genetics and it unlocked mm -hmm. their powers so there's other mutants that already exist but there, there's there's a whole lot of a bunch of questions i, I don't know what's going to happen I just think that uh, going harkening back to Avengers disassembled, I think that I think that's the route we're going. I don't know, but I also want to point out to you because I believe you mentioned it. I don't remember the episode of the podcast, but years ago you mentioned the Vision solo comic where he had his own family. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do you see them taking any like um, kind of like a, a take up from that storyline or any homages to that, or is that pretty much well? Scarlet Witch is only kind of a fantasy in, in that comic as a whole. Like, he, he builds a family. So I don't know if they would go that route. Um, what if it's a juxtaposition, though, instead of Vision being real and Wanda being the fantasy? What if it's the other way around? It could be. It could be. And, and But the Vision's kids were built by him, and their um viv vision is actually still going as a separate character in the champions comic right now so um i don't know if they'd want to introduce her or not i don't know what their plans are because she'd be rolling with like miss marvel and miles morales and and right those kind of people. but i'm just saying i'm not even saying that they're, they're going to take the plot line but i'm saying are they taking like you know again same thing like 
uh, Avengers Disassembled, she discovers that the twins that she had mm -hmm. were not real. Well, guess what? The end of episode three, again, spoiler alert, she has twins. So yeah, I'm wondering, not, not, sort of, not necessarily that they'll go down that storyline, but they're taking pieces from that storyline yeah. and incorporating those, it. Those twins could come out synthesoid for all you know. Right, or it could be like the two young Avengers that she has, because Billy and I can't remember the other one's name, but they're, they're her kids in the Young Avengers. She willed them into yeah. existence. I, I don't know. There's, there's a whole lot of uh, speculation out there, but I, I absolutely disagree with the people that are naysaying and saying it, this is, it's boring and whatnot. Again, you need to the story's not over. It's a nine-episode arc, I believe. Mm. We just finished episode three. We don't know, for no pun intended, what the end game is for the series. So, again, I don't know if it's necessarily going to go that whole route of sitcom trope. I think probably maybe by episode six or seven, it'll actually get dropped. Because Paul Bettany did say, and I, don't, I don't know if you heard this, and I don't know if he was just being facetious or if he was telling the truth, but he says one episode of WandaVision has a bigger CGI battle than Endgame. Which, if that's true... That's it's crazy. flipping insane because that was a huge battle in Endgame. So I'm curious to see. Disney's telling you to be patient. Right. right. <laughs> That's what they're telling you to do. Pay attention to the story. Pick up on the clues and and follow it from there. And, and you have an interesting plot line. You just have to see it. And I think there's a lot of people that don't see it because they're so blind to the fact that everything has to be to the comics or everything has to be to the MCU exactly as they see it. And like, just like we talked about with the Avengers video game, same thing, right? People are like, Oh, it's not good because it doesn't look like the, you know, but it's not like. It's, it's, it's the own, it's its own take on it. Yeah. And, and, and this is kind of, I don't want to say it's its own take because it's in the MCU, but it's just a different thing that we're not. Different style. To. Yeah. So what it's wrong. It's bad. Well, it's like I look at anything else. It's it's yeah. you know, we talk yep. about we talk about like Iron Man and Thor, Captain America movies. They're all pretty much action movies straightforward, right? Yeah. So we can say that Winter Soldier was a little bit more of a spy thriller. Civil War was just an all-out battle. And then the Avengers movies are like huge battle popcorn storylines, which are great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But then you have like Ant-Man, and which is more of, of a heist film just happens to have superpowers in it. Doctor Strange is a little bit more mystical and, and a little bit more like um, Inception or, you know, something along those lines. Captain Marvel bringing them into space. Right. Finally Guardians of the Galaxy. Them. It's more of a, a yeah. space opera. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy too, yep. Yeah, space opera. You know what I mean? So it's it's not, yes, there's a lot of action, but it's, it's a different kind of voice for each type of character. Yeah. This, if, again, we don't know where Wanda is. Is she being held prisoner? Because we've heard... At the end of episode two, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? Who's doing this to you? Yeah, Wanda? And, and, and the other thing is that these same people are not going to be happy with Hawkeye because it's probably going to be more of a detective kind of thing or more of a grounded kind of thing. Like, Right. I think, it, I think it's going to be, there's going to be Hawkeye. So I, my point was we have all these other movies. So we have different feels and different voices on the big screen. We're going to get the same thing to your point, KB, on the small screen on on yeah. Disney Plus, WandaVision is going to be its own thing. Hawkeye, like you said, if it's more detective and grounded in reality, that's great. You know, we talked about um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
is going to be probably the straight up action one. Yeah, I see that being the action. And Loki's going to probably be like all these multiverses or he's going to, you know, fix the timelines. It's going to be totally out there. It's going to be totally different. It might have a lot of action, but it's going to be unique. And then that actually is a great segue, KB, unless you have anything else to add to WandaVision. No, no, That's a great segue. I don't know if you saw the previews for What If, the animated series. Uh, A little bit. So the the one that they played that uh, hooked me, it was a couple weeks ago. And I believe it was Chadwick Boseman's uh, last performance as T'Challa. They're going to be doing the storyline. They're animated, right? It's animated. What if Yondu picked up T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? Hmm. And it's going to be a T'Challa-led Guardians of the Galaxy. And Peter Quill would be the Black Panther. <laughs> well, no, it's just going to be Peter Quill just grew up with his mother. Like, T'Challa was the one that was taken into space, worked with the Ravagers, and then formed his own team with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that'd be kind of cool. I'm I'm very stoked for that. Very, very stoked for that. So Definitely. Any, any final well, words on it. Disney Plus? Because I have some breaking news for you, KB. You have breaking news for me? I do. Truly breaking. Well, it just got announced this morning, so I don't know if you heard about it yet. Sure, shoot. Okay, so let's leave. Let's leave the realm of the MCU behind. Let's go from superheroes to sports entertainment. Oh, KB, have do you know about the Peacock Network by NBC? Yes, I do. So I believe it's uh, if you're a Comcast customer, you get it for free. Uh, if you want it with ads, it's four ninety nine. If you want it ad free, it's nine ninety nine. Well, it was just announced this morning that NBC Universal is taking over the WWE Network. Really? As of March, the WWE Network, I believe, will be shut down, and will get rolled into Peacock. Mm. So for nine ninety nine, if you're still paying for the WWE Network, you'll get all the network stuff like you normally would. But then Plus. you'll have access to all the NBC shows such as Parks and Rec, The Office. Is that uh, the same thing for the pay-per-views, though? Yes. So all the pay-per-views are now going to be on Peacock. That sounds a lot better than the ESPN deal. Well, so I guess I guess the, the I forget what, what channel it was, but one of the NBC sports channels are getting shut down. So because USA, which is an affiliate of NBC, is going to start possibly airing some other stuff. So... From what I read this morning, and this is what the speculation is, if it's true, over the next five years, WWE will earn $1 billion, with a B, dollars from this deal by moving their network over to Peacock. That's crazy. That's insane. That is insane. So if you're watching the video of this, we're recording this on Monday January 25th, I had to look at the date. And if you're listening to this on audio, well, that's when we recorded it as well. But we're going to be dropping the video a couple days later. So it's not going to be as much breaking news once the video drops. But I wanted to uh, put that out there. I want to just get your thoughts. Do we have to do we have to do anything? Those of us who are subscribed or because they just announced this this morning. I don't know. I think they're going to be working on moving everybody over. But I believe which is I think the timing of it is very much. uh an interesting take because it's happening. The, the switch I believe is going to happen in March and WrestleMania falls in April. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're trying to get everybody over to Peacock to, to bolster the subscription numbers on Peacock and then airing WrestleMania to get greater penetration 
to get not only people that are ha- watching Peacock for The Office because The Office was taken over Netflix, uh, taken yeah. off Netflix rather, as was Parks and Rec. So now the only place you can watch full episodes of The Office with deleted scenes and unedited, uh, you know, not not uh, cut for time episodes, it's going to all be on Peacock. You add the WWE into this, and as a Comcast subscriber, you get it for free. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, you have to probably deal with ads because I think the free one is the four ninety nine tier. But if you're already paying nine ninety nine for the network, and you're yeah. getting, you know, uh, Peacock for free through Comcast, or you're paying the four ninety nine version, up that to nine ninety nine, your network uh, subscription will be canceled, and you'll be be saving more money and getting more content. How yeah. about that? And that's why I'm wearing my Captain Charisma Christian. Even even if you're paying the full ten dollars separate, you're still getting more content. Right. Well, so. I just love it for the the Office and Parks and Rec. Like Parks and Rec is one of my favorite comedies. I think it's great. I think it, the the writing is smart, and you know I already subscribed to the network anyway. So why not you know get a two for one? It's the way to go. That's it. So I just I knew I knew you're you're kind of getting back into uh, the wrestling scene, but I, I read that this morning. And I wanted to bring that. I've been back in the wrestling scene for a while. You you know what I mean? I, I I just have a lot to catch up on, on old matches and like famous matches that I want to see, you know what I mean? Things that I've heard, but. Yeah. So, well, what, what's, if you were to, what's your, uh, what's your go-to now? What's your favorite storyline as of, since you've been back in or some of your favorite wrestlers, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Bailey. Absolutely love Bailey. And the, the thing that's interesting about Bailey is that for me, I never really knew her as a face. You know what I mean? I never really knew her as a baby face because I, I got into it, back into it around the Survivor Series where she kind of started to turn. And, you know, I just she's just such a such a great heel. Um, really fantastic. And, and, and Drew McIntyre's story, I mean, how can you not, you know, how can you not like that story? Um, I'm, I, I'm also big on Io Shirai. I think she's had, she's, she's just amazing uh stories right now as far as the stories go uh the the alexa bliss ray bray wyatt randy orton thing it's i don't know it's 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 a little too much for me i think it's a little strange what about um, what about me i'm at the head of this table what do you think Dan Roman Reigns. I love him. He's so good. I mean, he's a bad guy, so you're supposed to hate him. But I mean, I love it. So it's kind of like when you like a bad guy so much for what they do. It's like again, Loki. Like I hate Loki, but I love him because he's so entertaining. Roman no, that's, Reigns. That's, the same that's thing. me with Bailey. That's how I feel about Bailey. I think she's entertaining. That's how I feel about uh, the Great Liberator, Sami Zayn. Probably See, next to Roman Reigns, anything. he's but, my favorite character. But the the fact that I can't stand these guys, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, says that they're doing a good job. Right. Because that's like you said, that's the point. It's like um, used to be Chris Chelios used to be a hockey player. Yeah. And he always said he, he played in the league for like 30 years. He said, I always love playing away because when I heard the booze, I knew I was doing my job. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And, and the heels have to kind of that's interesting. Think about it to be a heel. Because we when we always think about motivation. Right. We think it comes from a positive response. Yeah. But like with a heel, you want to hear the negative response because that's positive to you. Right. You know? Right. So, well, that, that's the thing. Like, 
you know, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's even when I used to go to shows, even if it's like, I like what somebody's doing, if I respect that performer enough and they're a heel, AKA a bad guy, I will boo them because that's what, that's what they mean. They're doing their job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, like I said, the Roman Reigns storyline and and the head of the table thing, like, I, I don't know. It's just not so good. He's the best and most interesting he's been in his entire career. If well, this, I think Paul Heyman coming along kind of. Well, it, Paul Heyman's doing nothing. I, lo- I love Paul Heyman. Don't get me wrong. But like he's adding his piece to it. But Roman, just like his cadence and his interview style and everything he's doing is yeah. so good. Yeah. It feels so natural for him. He's he's like his cadence, his inflection, his tone. All of mm-hmm. it just feels so, so natural. Well, j- just this past was it this week or the week? Oh, the thing is the, the week before on SmackDown with the whole contract signing and he yeah. was supposed to was supposed to fight. Was it Adam Pierce? And I was just like, when that changeover happened, when he was like, Oh, you know, card subject to change, blah, blah, blah. And KO comes out and signs the contract. And I love the look on Roman's face. He sells it so well. Yeah. He's great. He's doing that nuance. It's those nuances that he just, he always like I said, gives a hundred percent, but he's doing, I think he's doing the best work that he's ever done. And I think a lot of it is because it's a lot more natural and it's, it's more authentic for him. You know what I mean? To, to be the heel. Has he ever been a heel before? Uh, well, when they were in the shield, initially the shield came in as a heel group, but he didn't get a chance to like, not as a single um, star. That's yeah. the thing. They pushed him again. I don't want to go on a whole soapbox rant here, but WWE for the longest time was trying to make their own it guy. It was John Cena for a while. Well, going back to the eighties and early nineties is Hogan and then Hart, Shawn Michaels, the ultimate warrior. And then it was Austin blew up. The rock blew up. And ever since the rock left, John Cena has been kind of their mainstream star. Yeah. But it's just like, now that Cena was on, they have always trying to make this one guy where if you look at the most successful time, I mean, the rock and, and wrestling era back in the 80s and early 90s with the boom with Hogan was great. Don't get me wrong. Hogan was leading the charge. But then you look at the Attitude Era. You had Austin. Yep. You had The Rock. You had The Undertaker. Triple you had H. Kane, Triple H. Mankind. Yeah. There were so many people at the top that you could interchange main eventer by main eventer. And since then... They don't seem to have that now. No, it's, it's Roman. You know, it was for the longest time, it was Roman Reigns. Now it's like, listen, now you can still have your big bad, if you will. If we talk about, you know, any type of television show, movie, you have your main villain. You can still have your big bad, but then you can interchange the different people that are going to fight him. And that's the thing. You can keep a couple of the other guys toward the top of the card. Right now, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Big E, all those guys on SmackDown are kind of like on the cusp of the top baby face, the the good guy. And then on Raw, you have Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee. Maybe Bray Wyatt, depending on if you consider him a Well, heel. you always have Randy Orton as the heel. Randy Orton. Um, yeah, you have Randy Orton. You have uh, – I don't even know who you really have for heels on on Raw besides Orton. Maybe The Hurt, the hurt Business. The Hurt basically. Business, Elias. I like them as heels, though. AJ Styles. No, they're all great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying yeah. you can interchange all of them with the main title scene – and I think you can draw money, but again, right now it's COVID times. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, that's all I have for this week. KB, do you have anything? 
Not really, unless you want to still talk wrestling. <laughs> uh, I think we could do a future show on that. I think I don't yeah. want to go because I think we need a little yeah. bit more of a format. And I don't yeah. want to step on the guy's uh, toes from Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Check them out where they do a career retrospective of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So their own, their own broken skull session. Yeah, no, it's great. They're using the network to its fullest. I'm curious to hear what those guys think about. I, I love the broken skull sessions. Have you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? The, 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 the documentaries and the originals they have on, on the network are great. Yeah. Definitely got to check them out. Even, even the old ones, like the, uh, beyond, I saw watching Andre the giant one and it was like just so yeah. interesting and so entertaining, um, to hear about <laughs> something I missed in life. <laughs> right. So there's a Pat Patterson one on, I think they yeah, just, I gotta got check that one out. Yeah. I checked that one out too. And I watched uh, the Jerry, uh, Jerry, uh, I can't speak the Jerry, Jerry Lawler, the King, Jerry Lawler, 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 Lawler. Lawler. Okay. Yes. I, I can never say his name. Right. Um, yeah. Like that. I watched that broken skull sessions and I didn't know the history that he had. Like I only knew him in the nineties. You know what I mean? I yeah, know yeah. him back like when he started and like, Oh, him and Andy Kaufman too, back in the eighties. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That was that it, was eighties or seventies. I can't remember, but that was like a huge thing. Oh, it was, it was hilarious. Seventies probably. I think Taxi YouTube, YouTube, uh, Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman, David Letterman. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, I cool. don't think of them that way. Yeah. You know? No, it's good. Definitely good. So yeah, we'll come back. Uh, we're going to try this video thing out, see how it, uh, yeah translates and then uh next week or the week after or the week after that we'll probably if this works out maybe we'll do more video and uh but until then until next time kb we're gonna try this so for those watching the video while kb was talking wrestling i was doing some setup in the background i was trying to get some sound set up so let's see how this works kb hit him with the catchphrase get your geek bye everybody You're still here. It's over. Go home.